Good people. P. P. How you feeling today? Tired. Okay. <laughs> how are you feeling? I respect it. <laughs> I feel aware and open to what I get to learn. That's good. That's yeah. a good way to feel. Like when I'm experiencing any type of challenge, mm-hmm. I say, "Okay, I can experience a challenge. I can articulate that, but there's also something for me to learn." Mm, I like that. Peace, good people. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you. The listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. Yes. Fee, in acknowledgement of how you're feeling, in my awareness of how you're feeling, I want to open with an affirmation that I know I've visited before and you've visited before. <laughs> but I think today we can visit it a little different. Okay. Okay. We're going to be reading from page 18 of my text, Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within. Mm-hmm. And it reads the truth. That says, mm-hmm. even a hard day is a good day because it will bring me closer to balance and understanding. Here, I am postured to master my peace. Even a hard day is a good day because it brings me closer to balance and understanding. So I've been here before. Okay. Oh, yeah. We know it. You wrote it. But what I'm finding is that each hard day that I experience, mm-hmm. it incrementally brings me closer to the balance and understanding. So the operationally, the text says it brings me closer to balance and understanding. It doesn't say it brings me to balance and understanding. Mm-hmm. Right? Closer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that each challenge incrementally moves you closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And what your findings were at your last day of challenge or the last time I was here, I have that wisdom. And today's experience is teaching me to add value to that wisdom. Mm. So I'm getting closer and closer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that that reminder. I mean, I said it, I'm tired. Today is uh, one of those days where I could really use, like, I don't think there's enough coffee that can, like, help me get through it. Oh, no. Oh, no, my friend. <laughs> like, I'm asking myself, like, okay, how much more can I really consume to get through the remainder of this day? I'm being honest, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it, too. I, it's the language of how much more can I consume... <laughs> It just sounds like something, you know, we might want to visit in another space or get some help. But but no, really, I think. I mean, I don't want to be judged for it. I think what's happening here is I feel like a lot of people might feel like this, too. So that's why I'm saying it. Exactly. And who has a qualification to judge you? Can't nobody judge me. You're right. Who's going to check me? Boo. Okay. So just this day, it started very early Mm -hmm. and the night before ended really late. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it actually started really unexpectedly like Kamali woke up way earlier than I imagined she could I just knew that we were gonna get her to sleep till like maybe 9 a.m you know based on the time that we all went to bed but I mean she got up and not only did she get up she was climbing out of her playpen for the first time (laughs) her leg was on top and it was funny how I heard it because it's like, I don't jump up when I hear her voice. I will make room for her to like find her way back down, especially when I know that it's only been a few hours, right? Since she was last up or since she last ate. So at the time, I think it was like maybe six, seven hours. Kamali does a you know, 10, 11 hour stretch. And I'm hearing like a ruffling of blankets. 
She said something, then she got quiet. And I hear the ruffle again. I just happened to look up. I see that leg on top of the thing. I said, come here. <laughs> and he jumped up so quick and grabbed her. And that was the start of the morning. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I would have been totally comfortable with her falling out. <laughs> no, I just want to say that. I just want to say that on air because we have hardwood floors in our house. Yeah. But grandmommy has carpet. We were at my mom's house. Yeah, and she and, has carpet. And it wasn't even a very high. Now that I think about the height. Yeah. I should just let her climb out. But to, yeah, to see if she could do it to that extent, <laughs> the way you describe the day beginning is critically important to understanding where you are and how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. It didn't even start in a norm. It started in a kind of a race. Yeah. So it started in a response mm-hmm. right, to something differently than you planned. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, that just sounds like the short handbook on parenting. <laughs> that, I mean, for real, it, it, it always requires a pivot. It's never exactly your plan. You can prepare. You can have a plan. But in that plan, you must make room to pivot, Mm. right? Because they are people and they are becoming. But the affirmation that brings me closer, just closer. Okay, I'm not fully at balance. I'm not fully understanding the experience. But the closer I get, and today's revelation teaches me, there ain't no affirmation that can replace rest. Okay? (laughs) I don't care how affirmed you are. So you listen to the Soul Affirmations podcast, and there ain't no affirmation that can replace rest, y'all. I don't care what you tell yourself, Okay? You better tell yourself something in that pillow because Uh (laughs) legit, because rest is a vital part of how we operate, how we renew, how we feel in our bodies. Yes. Right. And I also want to point out, Felicia described that our day ended really late and started really early. No, that's not true. It was the same day. We went to bed the same day we woke up. Right. Because, okay, yeah, because I was teasing you. I was teasing you. Is about, that what was happening? Was I getting teased? Yeah, you were getting teased. See, Because she was trying to tell me another thing. She said, I'll tell you another thing. <laughs> and I said, no, you won't tell me anything else. It's time to go to sleep. And I looked over and her head was still off the pillow. <laughs> okay. I caught her with her head off the pillow in her phone. So I tilted her head to the he pillow. Did. And that's when I called him Karika Bully Bailey. That's <laughs> okay. She needed to have heads in bed. Heads and, in bed. And her head was still up. And she said, I'm going to tell you something. And I said, in fact, you can't tell me something tomorrow. You can tell me something the day after. Because when we wake up, it's still today. But I remember you, saying those words. When we wake up, it's still going to be today. Man, but you know, like that, that little bit of time before you go into sleep mm-hmm. is like a pocket of time to yourself right Mm -hmm. where you know what's next right Mm -hmm. and you don't have any other thing to do other than go to that place so you measure like okay how much of this time can I extend for this type of feeling where I don't have to do anything but just be how I want to be in this moment and sometimes it just gets bigger and bigger it gets longer and longer and longer and really I should just lay my head down but I value so much that little space that little little window of time to Mm -hmm. just scroll Mm-hmm. and laugh at mm-hmm. all of the funny things that I received in my DMs that day. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one that sends funnies all day. And then you go back and you read them and watch them. And I like to go to bed like that in laughter. Needless to say, it started so early, but also in a rush, right? And then as soon as I woke up, I, st- I started thinking about all the stuff that I had to do for the remainder of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's been feeling like it's actually, it hasn't been bad. I'm finding myself grateful for the things that have to be done, but I'm starting to feel a little bit over capacity. So I guess the learning here, the, the closer mm-hmm. to balance and understanding for me is learning, okay, how can I better plan for me? Like, what am I capable of doing now? And reassessing that because the truth is some of the work that I have to do is work that I used to do quite often before parenthood. 
So I have a familiar way of how to attack that type of work. Mm -hmm. But since then, I have experienced the deepest grief I've ever known. Right. Mm -hmm. And that has reshaped everything about how I even process large amounts of information. But it's a place that I've desired to come back to. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for the work that I have because it's that version of myself prior that I get to practice. But now I'm doing it with a one year old. Mm-hmm. And so doing it in that time with a toddler is completely different. Like I have to really reassess how I can even attack this type of work. Wow. But I'm grateful that I get to do that. You named that. You named it really clear. I think that's a really, really dope segment. Hope becomes a soundbite one day. Seriously, no, really around grief and around how we construct our identities and how we see ourselves now versus the version of ourselves that used to engage in this work. And I love that you name that you're grateful for the work you get to do. It just requires you to do it differently than you previously used to. And naturally, there are challenges there. And I just want to like really name that when I say I'm grateful to come to this space is so I can learn like this. Mm. Right. I come to this sacred space of storytelling and podcasting because Mm -hmm. there's learning here. And that is exactly why I even really wanted to come here today. I think it can be so easy to like when you are feeling over capacity to, you know, try and find ways to make room to bring yourself back to balance. Right. But being able to identify today, like, hey, no, actually, I really do want to come to this space because I feel like there will be something for me here. Mm -hmm. So thank you for saying that. And I'm really glad that we've been able to have this conversation because you're right. Like what we found is there is no affirmation. Yeah, that can replace rest. And I was waiting to get back to that because you told me you told us and the listeners around how you want to plan the work different. Right. Mm -hmm. How you want to do it different. And I'm, I'm with all that. But there are different gifts for different seasons, different times. I like to work with people who plan things well. Yeah. Okay. I love that strength. I love that competency. And then there's also the skill set that knows how to read in real time. Mm-hmm. That's one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I can assess and read in real time. I can read and fill a room. I can feel what's happening mm-hmm. inside the space, inside the spirit. These are my competencies. So nothing about the way today started or ended previously yesterday makes me say, oh, I want to plan to do something different. Mm. No. The only thing that I'm hearing is without rest without prioritizing rest, without making rest an active point of how we engage in our bodies, in our schedules, in our families. It's all for naught. And I'm not talking about sleep all the time. Right. Right. Because sleep is a precious commodity. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much you plan for it. It seems to evade you a bit (laughs) in the early years of parenthood. No, really, it's just facts. (laughs) Because you remember the joke that was going around about in the labor and delivery and the nurse comes in every five minutes have <laughs> that little clip which is what now like it's a real now yeah. that nurse that comes in every hour make sure you're getting rest hey i was coming to check okay but make sure you're getting rest so this is the very <laughs> institution that understands how important rest is and they're interrupting it and that is like how life works okay <laughs> so i'm not just talking about sleep i'm talking about the quality of time we engage in ourselves engage in our bodies engage Mm -hmm. and the rest that that can create what i did this morning because i knew my role in the logistics of the family Mm -hmm. and i was actually the one to jump out of bed to get kamali so my heart was racing goddamn immediately okay i said to kariga i said you jumped out of the bed half sleep i'm sure of it there was no way he was awake and i and i could feel it in my heart right and i said oh no this is not how i'm rolling into today (laughs) and here's the difference Okay, I want to name this difference in the parenting experience Mm -hmm. because you are the one who nurses. Mm -hmm. She's breastfed. She does not take a bottle after six Mm -hmm. weeks. So I have a pocket of time that I don't see you have 
in the morning, right? It's a moment to collect myself, whether I go use the restroom. But I remember the depths of my grief taught me to pray for you as soon as my feet got out of the bed. Mm. And in many cases, I have not been able to do it just like that. But when I leave the room, I go ground myself spiritually. Mm. And it is still my practice to want to pick up my scripture before opening any communication on my phone. Now, I recognize that my phone has become part of my parenting experience because of monitors, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. of the and communication that we might share between each other. So, yeah, I get my phone in my hand earlier. But something that I'm consciously making a decision around is when I engage with information on my phone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I can't take it back once I know. Right. So this morning I went to go read from, I believe it was Psalms 34. And it was just around, I believe, giving like glory to God. But then I feel like I was like 115 yesterday. It was like the same thing. But that is part of what I did this morning for my family, for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't exactly rest, but it was filling me up in a way. Right. Mm. And I pull from that wisdom when I feel overwhelmed. Mm. Because the fact of the matter is, Time is here and it's rolling, okay? But I think the power of coming today is that we can design words, we can investigate words, we can use words with power. I love what you named about being grateful for the work you're doing and how it pertains to your identity, how it pertains to your grief. I love what we found today. And I also love that we found there ain't no affirmation. (laughs) And and, and I want it to be that there ain't too. It has to be. Yeah, there ain't. Uh I like those, that disagreement right there, okay? (laughs) There ain't no affirmation that can replace rest because it will force us to acknowledge how essential that is. Yeah. And what types of moments of rest or flow. Yeah. I do like the 10, 15 minutes we spent on the couch today cuddling. Man. Right. That was restful. That was rest. I needed that. We weren't engaging with any outside communication. It was just me, you and Kamali Mm -hmm. and Kamali on the watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I named that because that isn't common. Mm. right not in our schedules cuddling on the couch in the middle of the day but <laughs> needed it it was a need i'm glad that we honored that absolutely i'm glad kamali honored that she did okay she, she came and laid too <laughs> kind of and then she did like this she, you ever seen a cartoon where they're i'm just gonna say like bugs bunny is reaching into like a bag of tricks and he's pulling out everything <laughs> until he finds that one little trick kamali was in her toy chest today yeah yeah. Throwing everything over her shoulder. Went for everything. Because she was looking for a specific toy. But she doesn't have the vocabulary yet to tell you which toy she's looking for. So she's just throwing out toys in frustration until she finds the one that makes her happy. And and that's how our cuddle ended. I just wanted to share that with folks. <laughs> sweet. It was definitely sweet. I'm grateful for that finding. And I feel like it's a necessary conversation. Because how often do we allow ourselves to... Or maybe even push ourselves to the point of all we need is rest, right? Mm. Like I'm, I'm coming to the point right where I say, okay, how much more coffee can I consume? (laughs) But truthfully, and really even a revolutionary act is to choose rest knowingly that when you need it. Absolutely. And the coffee pusher hates when we choose rest (laughs) over coffee. Okay. They know when we're choosing rest and they don't like that. <laughs> no, but I think it is truly a revolutionary act. You said something about pushing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it immediately brought me into this example that I want to share. Okay. Yesterday, Felicia and I and Kamali went for a run. We went to run hills, sprints. And I had run that hill earlier the week in this week. And I didn't like my performance, but I felt so good that it was behind me. 
And what I celebrated was not my performance. What I celebrated was that it was behind me. Mm. Okay. I didn't like my performance, but it was behind me. And it gave me a renewed sense of like, oh, I did that. So Felicia, I and Kamala, we decided to go for a run. And I just want to name this for all the listeners, for Felicia and for myself. I got encouragement from a dear friend of mine, Kamali's godfather, John. He said, run to your ladies, right? Use them as an incentive. Run to them. Okay, cool. So that incentive created a version of me in my mind that I am no longer. And what I thought I was going to do was put on a stellar sprinting performance up that hill. Okay? This is what I thought in my head. There is a version of me that performed that way, that used to perform that way. I went so damn hard on that first rep. And and I found out that I didn't even go that hard. So all of my steps were like short and choppy. I didn't have stride. Well, because I remember a very explosive version of myself. So each time I would contact the ground, I would explode off of it. Like agility work. What I needed to do was stride on this hill, open up my stride and cover more ground because I am exerting myself very hard when I'm pumping, but I'm not covering distance and I'm not exploding like I thought I used to. But I say that because (laughs) when you pointed out that there was a version of you that used to engage in the work Mm -hmm. and you use the way that you used to engage in the work as reference to how you want to engage in it now, Mm -hmm. there is grace for you to approach that work, who you are now with the wisdom you have now. And the way that works for you now, there's no, it's, it's no, you know, martyrdom isn't noble. We don't have to mm. uh, hold ourselves up to previous versions of ourselves and sacrifice everything to try to get there mm. because grief taught us that we can't go back anyway. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to approach the task the way we used to and find success, we should find power in the pivot and approaching it the new way that teaches us who we are so we could better exist in ourselves and in our bodies. So I told y'all how hard I went on the first one, right? So then I'm on number two. I had just completed number two and Felicia's trying to encourage me to get back up. And I want to share with everybody. Yeah, because who does two reps? No, Listen, I want to share with everybody on here. You see the way she'd like to challenge? Trying to get me to do anything when I am at that level of physical fatigue. Now you're just asking for it, right? You're not asking for me to do it. You're asking me to tell you about yourself and why I'm not going to do another one. That's what, that's what it sounds like you're asking me. And I was so damn tired. But of course, Felicia's encouragement modeled by her own performance. I love the way she's just counting these reps. <laughs> just two, like who does two? Two reps. Where? You always do three. And I wasn't, I damn sure wasn't stopping at two, but I wasn't going to get up and do the third one you told me, right? Because <laughs> I was still trying to get air, the very thing I need to do the run. Okay. But on the third repetition of that hill, I paid attention to your performance on the prior two. And you had a longer stride and it may not look like a sprint the same way, but because of the incline on the hill, if you are covering stride, it's going to require that force. It's going to require that turnover. And I just took longer strides on the third time up the hill. Mm. I felt like I was running a better version of my current self Mm. and not feeling like I was underperforming at a previous version of myself. Wow. And just that mindset of, giving myself room to acknowledge that I am approaching this the best way for me today mm-hmm. versus I am not performing as well as I used to mm-hmm. gave me such a better feeling at the end of the run. Yeah. And this happens to me often in exercise because of my history and exercise and, you know, fitness and all the spaces that I worked. Mm-hmm. 
I used to have to recall, I remember, and this is by myself, that I'm not the same version of myself that I used to be. And it's not about age or deteriorating performance. It's about knowing how to approach that thing now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, the sixth grader that can go out and just run a mile without stretching. Yeah, that's not our responsibility, right? <laughs> I need to I need to stretch yeah. differently than I used to have to prepare as a teenager. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my finding, that giving myself room to approach it the way that is best for me now feels much better yeah. than evaluating my performance based on how I used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I also know that consistency will bring me into form. But how am I going to consistently do something that I feel unsuccessful at? Right, right. Right, that interrupts the consistency model. But the other side of that is consistency will bring about the performance that I'm seeking. So let me do it in a way that works for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That came from the run. Come on, man. Even a hard day is a good day because it brings us just a little bit closer. Absolutely. <laughs> to balance and understanding. Yeah. And I'm going to uphold that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uphold that as I approach those hills again. Mm-hmm. That even a hard day is a good day because it brings me closer and I will celebrate being closer. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is not about being there. Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm just approaching it incrementally. I'm getting closer and closer. Thank you, Riga. I received that too. I received that for myself in the work that I have to do, mm-hmm. the work that I used to do and I get to do now. Mm-hmm. And I may not be able to do it in that way, the way that I used to, but I get to still do it. Mm-hmm. And I get to do it at this version of myself, which I will name as the best version of myself because it's myself right now and today. Come on. So Come on. it is and my best. Yes. It is, and it is the self that has accumulated the wisdom. Come on. You aren't less wise. You have more wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now it's just about finding the time to apply it. Yes. And the time to rest. Restful moments. <laughs> Restful moments are important. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say this to myself, not to you. Mm-hmm. I recognize the ease and the comfort and the connectedness we experience when we scroll. Mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge myself to incorporate more time of mindfulness in the day. Felicia and I were in the kitchen playing around today, like just kind of swaying our bodies back and forth. And it was a flow of energy. And she said, hey, you should try it too. And I did. And I slowed that movement down and it felt so good. So I'm going to commit to bringing mindfulness into my day as a way to help me reflect and understand my body and understand the time that I'm experiencing, Mm -hmm. even when I'm fatigued, and especially on the days that I don't feel fatigued. When everything feels smooth and it's working together, Mm -hmm. I'm going to still invite myself to those moments of mindfulness. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. And before we go, we have to remind you to catch the final season of Black Love every Saturday at 10, 9 central on the OWN Network and for free on the Black Love Plus app. Yes. Presented by Target. Get on the app. Share it with a friend. Get familiar. Yes. <laughs> Special thanks to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill, and our wonderful team of editors, Masu McLemore. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>